You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as usual, by Steve and Vicky Orsillo. Hello. Hello. We're uh, really glad you're joining us and tuning in today. Before we dive into today's podcast, though, I did want to take a moment and just give you a personal invitation to our school transformation that's starting in the next week or so. Um, We have two options. We have our full-time school. It's in person. It's not too late to sign up for that. Um, Six months, come and live with us on our campus. Come serve with us. Come learn from us. Let us bring you revelation teaching and healing and it's going to be wonderful what does live with us mean for on people our who campus don't know? we have housing amongst, we have housing, amongst, we yes. have housing yeah yep. so it's a it's like you said a campus and there's places yep. where you can come and and uh How, men's housing women's housing yep. and or you can come and the stay at, you know live in the area and <laughs> get your own accommodation whatever you want to do but we wanted to invite you to come join us in our school and then if you're unable to come in person we also have our School Transformation Lite, which is uh, you're able to do on Zoom uh, online. Wow. And that's a weekly program every Sunday and wow. there's a number of modules over the six-month period. And it's also another opportunity to just go deeper with Jesus and find out more who he is and who that makes you and what he has for you in your life. So School of Transformation Lite is literally just a lighter version of the in-person living on campus version? Pretty much. The the, the curriculums are sli- a slightly different, but they, they pulled out a lot of the highlights from the full-time school okay. yeah, and distilled it's, it into us. And it's one hour program. a week or and then plus small groups and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. And you can do it all over the world. You can do it wherever you're yeah. from, oh, wherever awesome. you are. And, um, it's a really great course. It is. We just graduated 28 from um, the third level or third module yep. of tra- School of Transformation Light. That was spectacular. Lots of people from, I think it was from 80-year-olds all the way down to like 20-year-olds. It was a very it was amazing an, class, it was wasn't it? Class. Class. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We yeah, enjoy we, you to check it out. Yeah, we have people from we the in, States and Australia you. and Canada. Also yes. Spaces, so. Yeah. so many testimonies among them of uh, life-changing uh, things that they thought they knew they didn't know. Yeah. Just such revelation. Yeah. Biblical understanding, biblical revelation, just really incredible stuff. We had a little, uh, um, I don't want to say a little old lady, but we have an older lady because I'm, I'm a little old lady, I guess now. But yeah. um, last Vicky's, night she had Vicky's gone through. twin sister. No. <laughs> little old lady, right? Oh, my gosh. Um, no, it wasn't my twin sister. I don't have a twin sister. Anyway, we uh, last night we had a Holy Spirit um, time. And this lady's been a Christian for a very long time, and she's gone gone through three levels of school transformation light. And she's actually a 70-plus-year-old going to the full-time school on on February 28th. And she cried and said this is the first time in her whole uh, Christianity that she saw a picture of Jesus yeah. coming towards her a vision, and, yeah. and a vision. And uh, so um, it doesn't matter how old you are. This, the, uh, what's happening here is very real. Yeah. And uh, it's all we want to just point the way to Jesus. Yeah. So if if you are been listening to our podcast for any length of time, you're really interested in uh, our messages, our teachings, our ideas, and you want to learn more, it's school transformation, whether it's the full time or the light, is your best opportunity to really come into Correct. the life of come the Father's house right. and uh, get to know more about what it's we're good. all about. So yeah, check us out. 
we can visit. Check out uh, our, fe- our 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 website is just updated. It's fabulous. I just went to our website. Yes, the uh, the church website is updated. Yep. But for for the school, you can go to uh, transformationschool.org. We'll put that in the description or for the notes for the podcast, and or you can go to refuseordinary.org, and both of those will get you school information. And yes, if you want to know more about our church. Um, that's uh, changeoroville.org. And that does have information about all that stuff. You can also link through to the school from there as well, yes. Good. Changeoroville.org. That would be very easy for me to remember. That was a lot of information. Change for all, everybody that's my twin, (laughs) uh, all my twin sisters out there. little old people. Who's starting Medicare this year. It's changeoroville.org. That would be easy, right? Yeah. Many podcasts yeah. out there have, uh, you know, sponsors in the middle. So it was just a little sponsor, little sponsor. plug in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Good yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we are back to the... I heard, I heard you're thinking what you're thinking. Go ahead. Yeah, so you we always do. To the uh, <laughs> scripture today. And uh, we're going to look at Ephesians 1. Um, we're going to look through the book of Ephesians over the next few weeks. Uh, we... In our looking at Lola's letters of Revelation, one of them was written to the book of Ephesus, which, uh, sorry, the city of Ephesus, which the people of Ephesus are the Ephesians. Vicky learned that before we went on all there. Yeah. So, no, when I read, no. After no. all these years, it was a revelation no. that Ephesus is no. where Ephesians live. No, what I learned, what I, the question I asked is when we were on a cruise, is that where we were going to visit? And then somehow if it, you guys figured out that I don't know what, Ephesians are so where they come clarity. from. Where they that come was from, from Kevin, our yeah. fact checker. So, uh, just to give you a little bit of context about this book, uh, Paul writes it. Uh, he writes it toward the end of his life when he's in prison in Rome. Um, it, he is one of the few letters that he writes where he's actually not really clearly correcting anything or going after something. Usually, he's writing somebody because they're doing something wrong. Or he something, heard something. Yeah. Something happened. Oh, that's this one. This one. He's kind of just writing to them to encourage them and strengthen he's, he's them. He's preaching, man. Um, Ephesians is a great Ephesians is a great book. Message. Um, so, you know, a little bit of history about Ephesians. They were a wealthy port city, um, as Vicky said, in modern-day Turkey area. Uh, they, um, they, what was they? Oh, they were, also had a little bit of history with, uh, magic and witchcraft you see in acts they have to they throw away all the magic yeah. books when when the message of jesus comes to them so they they really are followers of jesus and we're going to dive into what paul has to say to them so let's dive away i'm going to read uh from verse three in chapter one for a few verses and we'll let's see what the lord wants to tell us today as he inspires us so blessed be there you go the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise and of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us, in the beloved in him we have the redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times that is the summing up of all things in christ 
the things in heaven and the things on earth in him we'll pause there so it's a mouthful paul likes to write these really long run-on sentences and there's lots of truth in there but uh steve what stands out to you from this passage it's just uh i think he makes the point to the ephesians that this was god's uh, this was birthed in God. This, yeah. It was God's choice to do this. The fa- your Father in heaven chose to mm-hmm. do this. And, and, and it was done in His kind intentions, yeah. predestined. It was always His plan. He was always going to save, you know, and it's, it's grace and glory that He's brought to mm-hmm. us. And it's really just a, you know, a real encouragement that you are chosen, you are called. I love the phrase we didn't read where Paul says, Paul, an apostle mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Yeah. It's even Paul's position is by the will of God. And he says, you know, God chose us. God mm-hmm. chose me. And then he goes on to say to you who are also chosen by, and, and you're chosen according to his kind intention. It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't a well, kind of. Mm-hmm. It was It was the plan of God from the foundation of the earth to send salvation and grace and glory to us and that's what he's telling the Ephesians and at least here in the first half of the first chapter you know and it's he goes I mean he butters it up he does really good with heavenly places and all that stuff Uh, it's really to try to I mean I don't know if he heard they were downcast or Mm -hmm. he heard they were doubting you know I don't I'm not sure if they they felt like they had to chase God to get what he had for Mm them but He's telling them that they have this incredible opportunity that God planned ahead of time to give them. Yeah. And, of course, we know the rest of the book is a real description of that lifestyle. You know, lots of stuff about in the flesh and in the spirit mm-hmm. and differ- differentiating between one road versus the other, you right. know. Kind of like Jesus does with everything has two foundations, two trees, yep. two two rocks and two stones. What just two found? I'm, it's I'm sorry, I got confused there. But he just many two things. Narrow you know? path, wide path. Yeah, yep. narrow path, wide path. Jesus gives a lot of choices, yep. and Paul's kind of doing the same thing here, just saying very differentiating between what is the right path and the wrong path. Yep. And Ephesians is a great book to read to really get encouraged about walking on the wrong path, right path, yep. and it's really a great book to read to be convicted for being on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're, when you feel like you're really, you know, chasing after and going after what's right mm-hmm. and you're, you're receiving God's love in the form of his spirit living in you in the form of his forgiveness and his grace and yeah. forgiving others, you know, and you're responding to it correctly, acting upon the words of Jesus. This book is a really a big, a big blessing and an encouragement. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, it's a it's a wonderful warning <laughs> yeah. and I, I gotta tell you i like being warned i like the warning i like the conviction i like you know the feeling of i don't want to do that you know well i don't want that outcome yeah and i think ephesians will take you there but i like the way he you know he's a master at really at writing and his his way here makes you major way more on the good than the bad mm-hmm. yeah i there's there's so many bits in this that i wanted to sort of maybe tr- look into just get some insight on because a lot of words that we throw around in christianity in the in this passage that maybe we don't have a, a great understanding of or maybe only a, a cursory understanding of for example you know, for example um the the word predestination yeah, he, pre- he predestined us to adoption through you know through mm-hmm. as sons through jesus christ like 
Can you give maybe give us a little bit of insight? On what, what does that mean? Does that like I think there's it's, no free will? I, I think it's so clear. No choice. I think it's so clear, and it's been used for no free choice. It's mm-hmm. been used to say that we are chosen, and you could only be chosen because God chose you. Mm-hmm. And people who He didn't choose, they're they're destined. So they were born for punishment. They were wow. born, That's and creepy. they were born to not be sons. Mm-hmm. And I think that that you know, there's only. A, a couple of people in the Bible that have anywhere near that kind of a sentence on them. And it's just not, it's not fair to these verses right here mm-hmm. to apply, for instance, Judas Iscariot, who yeah. seems to have been created for this purpose, mm-hmm. either that, or because God knows all things knows Judas's heart before he's born. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure we'll find out, but I think he knows his heart before he's mm-hmm. born. I lean that way. But these verses Predestined is not pre-programmed, mm-hmm. robot, no free choice. Yeah, good. Um, you're good, I'm bad, God planned it that way. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. predestined to us as adoption. And each predestined thing there is that the plan of God, it was his plan from the beginning. And it's always he offered you and you received it. Mm-hmm. He offered everyone and everyone did not receive it. That's constantly spoken in the Bible. He did this for all and few received him. Mm-hmm. Jesus said a few and few will find it. Mm-hmm. Narrow is the way, and few will find it, you know. And it's it's predestined that there'll be a way. It's predestined that any person that wants to can choose to walk that way. It is was predetermined ahead of time. I'm going to offer forgiveness. I'm going to offer grace. I'm going to make a way to give you a chance to be inhabited and filled with my spirit and walk in a way that is good and a, and a blessing to you. But it's and, uh, even predestined that if you want to be a son, you can be adopted in. Mm-hmm. But not predestined that you'd be a son and I wouldn't, or he'd be a son and and you know mm-hmm. no one else can. It's it's that's just a foolish understanding of this verse. This is all about these words predestined here are all about the way that's predestined for every man to choose or not choose. Mm-hmm. That's good. So it's not that. I'm forced to be a son no matter what. It's not that I want to be one, but I didn't make it. We, we, it's all, we all have this. It is insane. Because yeah. it's yeah. predestination. Yeah. You yeah. can't change it. It's it's as insane as people saying that, you know, everything after you pray a prayer at an altar, everything from then no longer your choice. Mm-hmm. Like you can do nothing, nothing you can choose, nothing you can do to change that. Mm-hmm. Once you go to the altar and say, I give my life to you, Jesus, be my Lord, I want to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't even matter if later in life you become a murderous atheist, mm-hmm. hater. You you can't change the fact that you went to that altar. And there's people who literally preach that from the pulpit and and make it a way of life. Mm-hmm. And this, this making this predestination that you're programmed to be a son, whether you like it or not, that's just as crazy as the other one. I mean, those are the kind of crazy things people make up. And it's honestly who's Paul is really writing to a church that is surrounded by this kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And he's just writing them the truth. The whole of the apostles battled all over this region, mm-hmm. this idea that the flesh is separated from the spirit, you know, so... They have Gnosticism. It's called Gnosticism. They have that around them everywhere. And Paul the Apostle is not writing this one necessarily to combat Gnosticism as much as he's writing Ephesians to promote the truth and to maybe identify a little bit of wrong thinking. Right. And some of us who our job in life is to identify wrong thinking, it, it's, it's really refreshing to have a day when you just get to talk about right thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
there are some of us called to this wrong thinking, identifying wrong. So we're predestined that we can be this if we want to be. Mm-hmm. And everybody, everybody's... Is it your, is it your choice, though, Steve? It is President, my choice. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I made a choice, and once I followed, I said, I'll be whatever you want me to be. And, you know, well, I gave you this character. Now, sometimes that's identified in personality tests, and you finally find out who you are. But sometimes it's just obvious that you're an introvert, or you're an extrovert, mm-hmm. or you're a you know, this or that. And it's clear, you were given gifts. I was given the greatest gift that God gives out called perfectionism. And for most of my life, I let perfectionism ruin me because I chose to let it ruin me. I chose to misuse it. And I ruined people around me with this perfectionism, this demand. And um, it just wasn't what he created it to be. And so once, I I don't know, someone just said a a phrase to me in Spokane one day because I was so sick of hating everybody because they couldn't be perfect. And I had a phrase said to me, and uh, it completely changed my course where I began to learn perfectionism and how to use it and how to be happy with, you know, good enough. I mean, that's almost impossible. (laughs) But once you start to learn it, you are predestined for this. You were made this way, Mm -hmm. an introverted perfectionist. There's all these different categories that make a perfectionist a certain way. And so this is your kind of program. So there's jobs you can do better than anybody else. And you choose it and you become better than you become great at what you chose to do because it's what you were created to do. Mm-hmm. So if I choose not to, I'm not made to do this. I could be a miserable hater right now. And there's right. the prisons are full of miserable haters that have the same gifts I do, mm-hmm. but they're, you're either driven to excellence in good or excellence in their, your other trade. Right. And, and you have these whys in the road that make you go this way and that way. And that's really what predestined means is it, this, this path, this narrow path is given to you and you have a choice. Yeah. And I didn't know. And someone said a phrase to me and it just, I walked away going, wow, that, that explains every single bad thing in my life. Mm-hmm. I, but it also explains every single good thing in my life. Which am I going to major on? Mm-hmm. Up until that day, I'd been majoring on the negative. Yeah. Still was out of control until some inner healing mm-hmm. took place in my life and delivered me from the mistakes of my negative response to my giftings. Mm-hmm. And once once I started to be healed of my negative response to my giftings, I started forgiving others and started getting free from the judgments I had on people and the one which makes judgments on me. Right. Which then made me free to start to choose the positive side of my mm-hmm. giftings. Yeah. And to use them for greatness and not for negative. Well, I'm wondering too. The you know the predestined is kind of a is a word that kind of stumps us, mm-hmm. like you said, because um, we know predestination is like we don't have a choice. It's just predestined. You're predestined to have brown hair. Mm-hmm. You're predestined to, you know, whatever have have you know if your father has this, you have it. You know, mm-hmm. but but I th- what I, I'm thinking, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, isn't it predestined the way of the cross and salvation? It's like it's like that's a way you have to go. There, if you're gonna walk with Jesus, there's a way, and it's predestined. He's already done it. You the, know what I'm the saying? The fact that he's gonna make a way is predestination. That's what that's, I'm saying. Yeah, the fa- but nobody's forced to do it. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Is that the, the predestination in 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 this in this scripture? Because it is, it does kind of stump us. And there's a whole isn't there a whole denomination that believes in predestination? There's and, quite a few, right. actually. So, but it's like, but he predestined in his walk of um, being blameless and the way to salvation. There's a way that is right, 
that men don't want to walk, but it, it was predestined by God that he just did it. Am I saying it wrong? Is that sound it, right? It's kind of like you're, you're saying exactly what I just said, but it's, it's the, the predestined the predestined pathway was formed by God. That's right. At creation. Yeah. And it's in everything. It's in everything. It's in your personalities. It's in everything. You have a predestined. But the but predestination of, of the walk of Jesus, I mean, he from the, from the foundation of the world, you know, God decided that this is how he was going to handle salvation and his son and, and the, um, being born again. Right. He planned Correct. for plan. this. But like predestination that you can't control? that's you're wired to would be that you're a woman and he predestined that you'd be a woman. Yeah, got, you good. can't change that. Mm -hmm. And they can't change that with They're surgery or to. anything. Well, they, they try to say they can, yeah, but in the can. end, they don't change the DNA of no. a person. They still a woman and I'm predestined to be a man. Mm -hmm. And those are the things we have to, okay, now we have to deal with that. Good. I can't change that. Mm -hmm. All my days of my life, I'll be a man. Right. And, um, and the, so those, those kind of things are predestined takes a man and a woman to create a baby. No matter what they do, it takes a man and a woman to create mm -hmm. a baby. It's the two have to become, uh, come together to create a baby. And, and it, it, you can't change that. So right. there's some things that are like really that. Good. That's predestination. Good. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's millions of those. I think there are some that are obvious. Mm -hmm. But this word, talking about we are predestined in this yes. chapter, this is his plan from the beginning okay. was to save you. Yeah. His plan, because of gotcha. his, mm -hmm. what was it, uh, kind uh, intentions. Yep. It's always been his kind intentions to rescue you. Mm -hmm. This is the chapter that got me thinking about all the people that lived before Jesus. And I went on a journey one time about finding out what happened to all those people. Yeah. Didn't they have the same kind intention? Mm -hmm. and, I, and, it, and it kind of dawned on me that Jesus supposedly descended into hell mm -hmm. to preach the gospel. And I think all those, I think, and I have no way to prove this until the end, but that all of them were the gospels preached to them too. Mm -hmm. And if you're in hell and someone says you can get out, you can be, you know, Jesus is paying your debt. Let's you, go. You, you can have your tab. Yeah. You, you want him to or not. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure hell emptied out. You know, so. they yeah. were offered. So they were offered a better deal than we are. We have right. to actually live it out. And they actually just had to receive it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, you know, that's just, that's kind of a, something I believe, but all of this whole plan was predestined. It was the plan from the day God created us. Yeah. And so it's not the things we can't change. It's the things that, I mean, I shouldn't try, and I probably can't change my introverted nature where I refuel. Yeah. But I can live an extroverted world where, and if you come around me, I look like an extrovert by the way I, I act in public and the way I talk in public and how I'm, I, I kind of am a center of attention. That's not necessarily an introverted outlook or of the, you don't look at it and say oh that's introverted but i can't change the fact that if i don't get somewhere and spend at least 10 minutes alone to recharge i will just i will probably start screaming i'll probably lose my mind and uh i can't change that that's predestination but the path to jesus is predestined yeah right? that's right and yeah. it's, it's it was planned and that's good and few find it i mean it's it's a wide road and a narrow road you got a choice. What he wants. Your choice was predestined, not which you'll choose. Good. Given say, a choice. Say that again. That's really the good. The choice is predestined. Have a choice. Have two ways to mm -hmm. go. It's predestined. Yeah. But 
your what you choose to do is not predestined. It's not automatic. If you, it's like what he said to the Israelites in back in Deuteronomy. If you obey all these things I've just told you, every blessing that I've spoken of will be added to your mm-hmm. life. But if you disobey, then every curse I've spoken of will be added yeah. to your life. See, we're predestined to be offered this offering. Here's the deal: you're offered. It's the gift is in the receiving, not the offering. And in the offering is predestined. The receiving is not. Not automatic. Not automatic. It's up to you. Yeah. And we get what we get. And and see, so I I decide to believe. Well, what does believe look like to me? It might look different to you. And you're going to receive better or different based on your definition of believe. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's he's opening. His opening salvo in Ephesians is very encouraging. It's really trying. That's the whole goal of this these verses that Luke just read is to really kind of like. energize our belief, you know, their belief. Just energize the faithfulness they have today. And I believe the the letter in the book of uh, to Ephesus was a pretty good letter, Mm -hmm. right? Wasn't it? It, Well, it was the callback to your first love. Callback, first love, yeah, yeah. come back. And I think this is this is very first lovey ish too. You know, like hey, you you yeah, remember, and you're doing great. And uh, I just I think that that if we you know put the put to bed the predestined part of this letter, what's really cool is the kind intentions of our Father. Which is what I wanted to transition into next was this next little bit of that same verse where he starts talking about he uh, predestined us to uh, adoption as sons where did it go predestined us to adoption of sons through jesus christ um what and then he taught you know through the kindness tension to his will to what, the praise and glory of his yeah. grace what you know in another word we use a lot in christian circles charismatic circles is that adoption of sons and you know there's a lot of stuff in that but what what does that really mean to be adopted as a son of god through christ like that's well I one time was at a conference in Toronto and I was at a hotel around the corner and I rode with this guy from Europe mm-hmm. and uh, him and his wife gave me a ride to and from every time. And every drive was ranting and raving about we are not adopted, we are sons. And I just was baffled by his absolute, I mean, he was enraged about mm-hmm. adoption, not being adopted, that he was born a son when you're born again. And yet this very this verse here is all about in the beloved. It's all about the fact that we we're predestined to adoption in the beloved. Mm-hmm. It's so it's in Jesus. And so I think it's this very same answer. I mean we're going to we're going to just repeat ourselves <laughs> from predestination to adoption. Yeah. It's what's offered to you. It's what's offered is sonship. Yeah. Wow. And when he when Paul says he Drafting. cut off the children of Israel. Graft he cut their branch off from the vine to to make room to graft you in. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to value that grafting so that he doesn't do the same to you, mm-hmm. cut you off to for someone else? And I think that's what all adoption means is he was willing to take his offer to the Jews and make it an offer to all mankind, Gentiles, and he's willing to replace the Jews with you if they won't receive the Messiah, if you'll receive the Messiah, he'll put you in the vine. Mm-hmm. That's really all it is. Will you come and believe that he, through his kind intentions, bestowed grace upon you and offered you this wonderful place connected to him, abiding in him? And that's all adoption means is he, you, you were born not not connected to him at a certain age you know your name was written in the book of life at birth Mm -hmm. and 
if you don't, if you re- receive Jesus by the time you die, your name's your name's not erased from the book of life. And if you do, then your name's in the book of life. And it's wasn't offered to us first. First the Jews, then the Gentiles, and the rest of the world. Yeah. Whatever the rest of the world means. <laughs> but that's all this adoption means is that this writing of your name, your name being being uh, purified mm-hmm. to be able to remain in the book of life was an adoption that you got you got to choose. You got to say, yes, I volunteer for this adopting into the vine. That's really good. I think, th- you know, the the thing for me about this verse and the whole adoption idea that's always stood out to me is that is the choice, right? And it's going back to the predestined, but the he, cho- he chose us, he chose to adopt us, he chose to bring us into his family. And, you know, we don't necessarily have a choice where we're born into biologically, but we have a choice, um, you know, through adoption to he chose us and then that process of coming into an adopted family you know we vicky we have a lot of people that come into the father's house ministries whether it's life cover ministries our recovery program or the school we were talking about earlier that don't have fathers don't know the fathers come from broken homes and you've done a lot of inner healing ministry over the years and we see that process right where they don't understand what it means to be a son Mm -hmm. because they've been broken and can you talk a little bit about what that process of adoption looks like somebody learning how to become a son coming getting over there um, yeah you know it, it, it's really very great uh, a good picture of your relationship with god is is in total equation or conjunction with your 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 relationship with your father mm-hmm. your earthly father so when they come most people most people nowadays don't have fathers there's i mean i right now at our church probably it's 50 50 i don't mm-hmm. know um and to have a good father is probably even less than that. So it's a real trust. It's a real trust walk, isn't it? Um, if your father didn't provide for you or protect you, um, it's very hard to be grafted or adopted into another family because you don't really trust that that will work. So there's a real brokenness at the identity level, which many of us have because of our father. And the father speaks identity. Yeah. And our eternal father is right now. I just read that, and it's just like it's identity. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just put your name in this. He's talking to you. Um, he bestowed great kindness to you and, and, you know, his grace, which is freely bestowed on us. He calls us beloved. Yeah. And so it's a real difficult um, jump, if you don't know your father very well, to be adopted into the family of God. Yeah. There's all kinds of um, brokenness, and it's it's a lifelong thing. I just I've been a Christian for 42 years, and last night— um, during the Holy Spirit time, the Lord just showed me something my father didn't do for me. Mm. And, um, you know, now that's, he's been gone for years, but there's still a brokenness that the Holy Spirit has to come and fix in me because I, because maybe the adoption hasn't taken in every place in my mm. life, you know. Um, learning what God the Father is is, is difficult for me. I, I have no problem with Jesus, but God the Father is a little bit more alien because of the broken relationship with my father. Yeah. So um, I don't Did I answer your That's question? Good. It's good. I, Kevin and I were just talking this morning when we were trying to come up with some ideas of the, this whole thing of it's really hard to know who we are That's as right. sons until we know who he is as a father. Like it's Absolutely. Only, like it, if I, it's like I he tells me, we read he's the provider, but unless I know him as the provider, what does that statement 
really do for me. It's or, really you good. Know, I, I hear Haridi's the he's the lover of my soul, but until I get to know him on that level as, as the lover of people's souls, it's like really what does good. I mean, you know? And I just had the, the revelation actually about my father being the provider because my father was very, 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 very generous. And would always buy and, and was extravagant. So I really have no problem now believing that God the Father is going to provide in every year of my life. And, and in, in our life, it's where my faith is probably the biggest. Um, and now I can believe for millions, mm-hmm. you know, like I know he'll do it. Um, because my father was so good at that. Uh, other places I do, I'm not so good at because my father was broken. Mm-hmm. So it really is, if you know, um, a fatherless generation has been thrust upon us especially this new millennials and then go i don't know what one is after them but z um and gen (laughs) x it's um it's a travesty we were we were raised where the father was basically in the home and i remember in 1970 when my father decided to leave my mother i the, the biggest problem for me is that nobody else in my family had a father outside the home. Mm. I was the first one. And it was so embarrassing, so humiliating. And that was just in 1970. And now we're, now we're you know, 2022. And, and in the church, the stats in Christian homes is, is just like the world. I mean, the fathers are out of the home like crazy, right. um, broken marriages. So it's like every place that you struggle with is God the Father. I bet right now you could look at an equal sign and say, wow, my father... I can't trust that. Like I, th- yeah. I interrupted you, but some yeah, of the no, places where, um, where we really struggle. And if your father was good at things, you probably don't struggle with mm-hmm. that. So Sir, the solution yeah. to this, what Vicky's talking yeah. about, is what Paul's talking about in, I, don't, I can't find it, 14, 13 and 14, is that, see, you're can we, adop- can we read that real quick? Yeah. Um, I don't think I read that earlier. Bryce so. would be in him also, after listening to the message of, tr- of truth, the gospel of your salvation, now, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance, inheritance. with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Yeah. Now, what that, all those words, I mean, Paul's really flowery, He's right? <laughs> so breaking that down. So all these problems with fatherlessness or attributing God to our own dad mm-hmm. is very natural mm-hmm. once you use the word father. Mm-hmm. But the word father God of heaven and the word dad mm-hmm. or Tony or was my father, mm-hmm. we liken the two and they aren't mm-hmm. like alike. And what? how do you separate? How do you not think of God the father as the same as your dad? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's distant, God's distant. That's if right. he's harsh, God's harsh. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yep. Generous, he's, you're, God's yep. generous. Uh, stingy, he's stingy. Right. That's right. How do you do that? And, and this is, the, this is the, where, where I feel like this judgment of God because of your dad has to break. Mm-hmm. It has to stop. And I know for me, it really, it really isn't. They aren't the same. And I've never, ever thought of God that way. Mm-hmm. And I might fall into traps doing that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't because of what Paul just said there, that it's this promised inheritance, the predestined promise Mm -hmm. that I will make our home in them. And once the Holy Spirit comes into your life, what the intention of that Holy Spirit and what proves free will is I have the freedom to keep saying God is like my dad, Mm. but he's not. Right. And what he's trying to say, and if I, it's the gift given that I have to receive or not receive, Mm and you know we don't receive it very well is you no longer have to guess who i am wow. i make my home in you mm-hmm. if you will take time to get to know me who lives in you 
and allow me freedom to run things for you. Allow me the more, more, more kingship mm -hmm. and more master, more father of the house of a small child. If you will reduce yourself back into a child dependent on his dad, mm -hmm. you won't, you won't judge me like your father. You won't think I'm like your dad. Mm -hmm. You'll start to know who I am and the Holy Spirit living in you will begin it will be second nature for you to know him it's predestined for you to know him that it was offered to you but even having him come inside of you you still refuse to know him you still say he's like my dad mm -hmm. and paul the apostle isn't even given us that room he's saying this was a, a predetermined pledge of of that's our inheritance if we do this yeah. it's our if you become his son, you're a joint heir with Jesus. Mm. If you become his son, you get to have all the knowledge of your father's will, mm. of your father's personality, of your father's wants and not and dis, yeah. likes and dislikes, and what he wants and doesn't want. And that's what these verses are leading up to. It's just like you who were offered this thing, it was planned a long time ago. All those years you walked in misery, he was planning for you to be happy. All those years you walked in rejection, he was planning for you to be accepted. And then all those years that you thought of him as the ogre your dad is, he was planning for you to know him personally and not have to judge him like and say, no, I know this. I know him. He's not like my dad and, and not have to say, no, he is like my dad because you don't really know him. But he predetermined and predestined by this indwelling spirit that you could know him wow. and learn of him to become a person that says, no, he is so different than my dad. Hmm. And uh, he planned ahead for me to be blessed by his kind intentions said it two or three times in there mm -hmm. yeah. by his kind intentions to bless me reveal himself to me and here's my favorite phrase even last night in our afterglow it's that we can know him yeah. and be known, be known by, by him, him. Wow. and that's like we don't value that enough we would rather sit back and do and be lazy and say he's like my dad or act like he's like my dad instead of rejecting and renouncing no my dad had these flaws. My God in heaven doesn't have these flaws. My dad missed it here. My God in heaven didn't miss it mm -hmm. here. And so that's what I think. That's what I think the cure for what, like what Vicky's saying is, is that we major on you live inside of me. Can I know you? Wow. Let so, me, let me say the truth about who you are instead yeah. of who someone else is. So he, he's really, we're really not saying different things. It sounds not like we're all. saying different no. things. The thing is, is that that's what, we struggle with right and the remedy is what he said but we do struggle with with the fact of who our earthly father was we and do. we do put those we attributes do. on god and it should be a life's life's um pursuit uh, pursuit is to go after those you know because there are you do have characteristics of your dad we, you know just the truth right when you go after jesus and and you know like you said that the holy spirit lives in me and I don't need to worry about my future. Or I don't need to worry about my provision. Or I didn't need to know if he's going to come, through, if he's there, you know. Um, but where we, I think where we blow it a little bit is a loving, we make decisions about a loving God. He wouldn't do that. A God loving God wouldn't do that. And it's like, ah, uh, he's, uh, see, that's where you're, you cross the road because who are you to say what loving God is, yeah, defining restrict him. Yeah, and it's like it's like well, he it's like how do you know? 
I mean, he spoke the world That's in existence. Right. How That's do you right. know? So there's we we kind of skid into these places, and I, we're, we've pro- probably all been guilty of it. And um, mm-hmm. and by no means are any of us. 100% past the struggle with well, who God no is. Means. I don't think we'll know until we see him face to face, the greatness. You know, to us, death is like, how could you let this happen? And it's like, to him, a day's a thousand years mm-hmm. and a thousand years a day. I don't think somebody passing away or this or that. I mean, he, he mourns with us and stuff, but he sees a whole picture. We don't. We're limited by That's time. Right. So it's like the expectation and judgments we make of God. And, and even the fact saying that, you know, I'm afraid to say I'm disappointed in what happened. It's like, he's God. Mm-hmm. He can handle it. You know, he spoke the world in existence in six yeah. days. I think he, he knows you're angry yeah. at him. It's like, be real, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, it's, it's, I, I, there's a, there is, there's an epidemic of Christians who, who believe that if they, if they really spoke out that they're upset with God for situations, that he would strike them dead. Well, he's God. He already knows you're upset. Right. Just like with your three-year-old child, they stomp their feet and you know, and hold their breath. I'm pretty sure I know you're mad at me, and I'm pretty sure I know who I am, and that's not going to affect me too much right. because I know who I am, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. That's good, good stuff. And when you read this this passage, really, I think just to sum up what both of you are saying is, he's he's made a way for himself to be known for to us. He's Correct. he opened the door for us and says, you can come in, you can live in this place where you understand who I am, you understand my will, you understand. You know, you have forgiveness, you made holy, you made clean, you're all, all you have an inheritance, all the things that we just read in this passage are made available to you if you'll come into this place. And in that place, we can get to know him as he really is. And the, the challenge for us is, are we doing that? Are we going into that room? And not only are we going into that room, but are we going into, you know, not just standing in a doorway, but really going and making our home in that place where we get to know who he really is and the fullness of that and not That's let... It's a lifelong thing. And not let my preconceived notions of a father a father on earth or Correct. a leader or a mother or a whoever whatever the church limit disappointment or, or disrupt who i think he really who i know him to really be and he it's has really to good. define who he is right and that's he has defined who he is yeah. and we need to believe it it's like we read these words and they're just black and white words they're not three-dimensional mm-hmm. and the truth is a father son and holy spirit and the fact that he lives in us and he has defined who he is, but we have a very difficult time believing that. Yeah. And it's a lifelong pursuit to say, yeah. who is God and who does that make us be? That's right. And I think, and even just simply asking him, Lord, like, will you show me who you are as the, the as Father? Will you show me who you are as provider? Will you show me who you are in this arena and allow him to show us that? I think often we we expect us to somehow learn it and by some mysterious way, like it's just going to happen or something. Right. It's organic. And, Honestly, but, it's what people tell us, right. how we learn the most. Right. No, for sure, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, like, even just opening a dialogue with God, though, to That's right. let him teach us as well. As, you, know, or, you know, what I think is the most important thing for an individual to pursue mm-hmm. is who does, how does he, how do I respond to him? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, how does, you know, like, it's clear that he wants us to depend on him. So to depend on him, is he dependable? Mm. That's why as young Christians, we need to start out right away in our giving and our serving to see that um, the cost is so much, so much smaller than the blessing. And once, you know, if you start out in the little things, that's why it says he's faithful in little, be given charge over much Mm -hmm. that because 
That's how this grows, this attitude of I trust God. And I think that who God is is based on really more that than anything. Mm-hmm. Does he does he smite the great smiter that you know that one movie called him the great smiter uh, Bruce Almighty oh is that it yeah so the great smiter is that who he is does he just smite me all the time <laughs> and and I got to go with my personal experience you know and how can I have personal experience if I don't just to start say okay you say he's a, a giver you say mm-hmm. he's my provider mm-hmm. let's say mm-hmm. and I'm a baby Christian well how do I find that out to be true right you know, I either just believe it or I go test it. Does he provide for me? Yeah. Does he take and I, and I make note of it. And I do like Vicky has a habit of trying to say of saying thank you when she gets a free cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. She says thank. You know, she's grateful when she has the small blessings. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're a brand new Christian, you you go and you 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 put to the test what they say about him. You know, and find out you know he doesn't answer every prayer the in the ways you know you don't get what you want all the time (laughs) and that might be what the message people give and so you test it and you find out that's not true and okay so that's not true what you thought was true Mm -hmm. do you love him anyway right and can you continue to press in and really you can't change who he is you can decide who you think he (laughs) is but you just have to worry about deciding who you believe he is. That's really good. Who, what, what, who are you, and what, what is your response? Are you acting on what you believe he is? Are you, can you crawl up in his arms as a toddler and know he will take care of me? Hmm. Or do you have to get jump out of his lap and run and make sure you get the work done so that you make sure you can? Hmm. If he doesn't come through, you will. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, a great affliction of us is that. You know, we go out to show the world he's faithful because we're faithful. Hmm. And, and that's, that's not wrong. But if it's all we do, then it's an affliction that takes away from us ever knowing who he really is. And I think that we have to find out who we are really and good. decide what I want to be. I want to be a child who can crawl up in his arms and say, well, he'll always take care of me. My daddy always takes care yeah. of me. My father always looks out for me. He always hears what I have to say. He doesn't always agree with it. He always hears what I have to say. That's really good. I hope that made sense. No, thank you, Steve. Thanks, guys. I think that's we'll, we'll call it there today. Um, thanks so much for listening. And just to leave you with something to an action point, I'd say take Steve's challenge. You know, if if you want to get to know him in an area, how can you start to put that into practice? If it's you want to know him as providers, start tithing or giving. If you're not, if you want to know him as uh, I can't think of any other examples right now. But, uh, that was a good one. Yeah, though. but we'll go with that one. And, uh, but just take it. You know, ask somebody what can I do to start to grow in this area. And I think t- I think take it, a leap of faith. To to like Steve said, just yeah. reiterate: if you don't see him as a provider, start tithing. Yeah. But but everything that is gr- you given to you for free, yeah. make a mental note. Yeah. Be thankful. It's it yeah. changes your whole life. It just change. Yeah. It just it's an amazing walk. So. Just take that leap of faith. Let's get to know him. He's made himself available to us. How how incredible is it that he would God choose Almighty. to choose us, choose to Live adopt us, me. choose to make us his own, and that 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 just blows my mind. And thank Amen. you, Lord. Bless you guys. Have Think a great about week. the school transformation at changeorville.org. There you, you go. Changeorville.org. And, and we love you. See you next time. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. 
If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.